Hey, it's Tony Bruschi. When you're not listening to this podcast, be sure to check out one of our others, like this one, The Grave Talks. Every week, I talk with individuals who've been affected quite intimately and personally by the supernatural. We hear their stories one-on-one in our conversations. In fact, here's a 15-minute preview of one of this week's two new episodes of The Grave Talks. And if you like it, just search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe. Today on The Grave Talks, living in another time, a conversation with Dave Treisler. Since he was a teenager, Dave Treisler has been interested in studying the supernatural. David grew up in a house where he encountered the ghost of a young girl who had perished in a fire on the property. Even as an adult, he persisted on his trip. In the process, Dave and his wife checked out the Story Inn in Story, Indiana, as well as the Talbot Inn in Bardstown, Kentucky, and a number of other residences. On today's episode of The Grave Talks, we hear his account of life beyond death. I grew up in a haunted house. Okay. So uh, that started for me at an extremely early age. Yeah, tell me about Uh, that. What are your first memories of of realizing that? Well, uh, let me give you a background a little bit on the house itself. It'll help explain a little bit. Great. Um, The house itself was a, uh, was in, uh, oh, just a a few miles outside of Bloomington, Indiana in Monroe County. And on on a little road, it was kind of just a little country road, Weimar Road. Uh, and it was just an old single-story farmhouse. Well, uh, my parents bought that, and this all happened before before I was born. But I guess next to the house was a garage that my dad had converted into an apartment, and uh, his sister and his nieces lived there. Well, he came home one day, and the whole thing was on fire. So he rushed in uh, and saved to try to save the two girls. Um, one was four and I think one was a baby. Um, and the four-year-old ended up dying on the property before uh, any help arrived, any medical help. So we always felt like it was her spirit that was haunting the place, but it very well may have been others as well. Uh, some of my earliest earliest in, uh, memories of that or not of that but Be- of, before we go to itself. before we go to your story I want to ask a little bit more about the fire um oh, sure. so you said this was a four-year-old and a baby these were his his nieces is that correct yes uh-huh. okay um so you how did the fire start do we know that uh according to the newspapers they thought it had something to do with a an oil heater okay that exploded which was common, yeah, that, that, okay. However, family history kind of said that they thought the, the four-year-old was playing with matches. Oh. But that's what the, uh, that's what the newspaper story, that's how it, it printed it. Oh. Was with the oil fire. Sure. Um, the oil heater. So, not sure exactly. Uh, that's always been kind of, a something, you know, we, we didn't know. Yeah. What I mean? What was the aftermath of this? Did did he rebuild this ha- the the garage? No, he tore he tore it down. Okay, okay. And 
and it sat right next to the uh, the old farmhouse. And then uh, there's just this piece of there's just this piece of land there that probably had signs that something once stood there, and you'd have to know growing up. Well, this is where uh, you know they died, or, or or the one died. Yeah, there's no there was no indications by the time I was old enough to you know remember anything. Okay. Uh, all this I was told by my parents, and of course I've got the newspaper articles. You know, sure. Back it up. Sure. Um, well, continue on. Yeah, there was no indication of the building. Okay, continue on with 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 then your first uh, experiences. Okay. Well, my my mother actually had some several experiences before I was born. Okay. Uh, there were footsteps that would start at the front door, and go through the house to the back door and stop. I remember once uh, she said that there was like a basketball sized light as she's called uh put it i think today we call it an orb uh that floated from the front door to the back door uh, again it seemed to follow that path mm-hmm. and the house itself uh and they built on like a bedroom and, and a kitchen and things like that onto that house later on um when i was very very young but there was kind of like a central room what we called the hall and all of the other uh, rooms of the house kind of went off of it, and that seemed to be where the focal activity was. Um, I remember waking up, and I probably was about five, maybe six years old, uh, in my bedroom, and I remember looking down at the foot of my bed, and there was a chair set down there, uh, just at the foot of the bed there, and there was a white, misty figure in it. And... um, I just pulled the coverage up over my head and went back to sleep. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, we were so used to things at that point. Uh, there was an old kind of final chair uh, from like the 50s that sat in that uh, hallway area I was telling you about, and it used to creak at night. My mother got so tired of it, she put it on the front porch, and we never heard the creaking again. Uh, but there were lots of, um, like I said, footsteps. Uh, I can also recall one other time when I was about 10 years old. Uh, my mother was working a night shift at that point, and she was in her bedroom asleep. And I was about 10. My niece was about three or four years old at that point. And we were playing in my bedroom. And um, as the house was, my bedroom would have been on the right, and that hall was in the middle. And then off of that would have been the kitchen and their their bedroom door. Well, in the kitchen, I hear like, it sounds like pots and pans are being thrown everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a, a loud noise. And I couldn't figure out why my mother didn't wake up, you know? Yeah. And my niece and I were like, you know, we're not going in there. <laughs> we're not going to find out. Sure. So when my mother finally did wake up from her nap, um, we told her what happened. We went in there, and of course, there was nothing out of place, nothing at all. So that was one another instance. And then there was another time, again, when my mother was working the night shift. My dad and I decided we were going to kind of camp out in the living room. We had a fold-out bed that was, uh, you know, one of those couches that fold out, mm-hmm. and it was summer because we had the windows open, and um, 
outside, I heard what sounded like uh, sticks, just like dry sticks just being snapped, just one after the other. And I, my dad heard it too. And, um, and I said, what is that? And he goes, oh, it's just dry twigs falling from the trees. Um, you have to understand, my dad, my mother described my dad this way. He would not believe in a ghost if it came up and shook hands with him. <laughs> you know, so. It's just, it's a, it's the breeze. It's, it's, it's that time of yeah. the year, the seasons, you know, it's just a, it's a shadow and it's, it's nothing. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, he was a total skeptic yep. on anything like that. And anything that happened in the house, he'd just laugh at it, you know. It's just the house settling. It's just this. It's just do you that. do you do you look back on that and wonder at all about you know maybe he did believe, but it, the the prospect of admitting that to not only other people but to himself was just kind of too too much. I think there's a lot of people that are like that, where it's like, no, it's not real. It's not real. Like like maybe deep down there is something that they, but it's it's just you know it just doesn't compute. Yeah, I, I believe that's exactly the way it was. And it's possible, too. I don't want to read too much into this. Yeah. It's possible, too. He may have had some, you know, didn't want to believe it was Tammy, the four-year-old girl. Either. Sure, sure. Uh, that would have been kind of hard on him. Yeah. But I don't know that. That's pure speculation on my part. Yep. Uh, he, he, he and I never discussed it, so I, I don't know. But I just know that he would never, you know, admit that there was something weird going on in that house. Yeah. But there was just too much stuff. <laughs> uh, oh. My mother, I remember her telling me about hearing what sounded like a stick going up and down the outside of the clabbered, uh, on the clabbered siding one night. You know, it's just sounds and noises. And my sister uh, also told me, uh, I was asking her just a few days about this, a few days ago. And she uh, said, yeah. Uh, there were always things that were just disappearing in that house, you know, like jewelry, trinket, trinkets, things like that. No one would ever see them again. So, so did they, at this point in time and the experiences that they were having, uh, your mom and uh, and your sister, did they believe the house was haunted or did they also try to go with, well, it's there's some logical thing. Oh, we no. just don't know the answer. No, they believed it. Okay, okay. <laughs> They saw too much, too. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly of the level of belief my sister had in it, but I know my mother was just, she absolutely believed it. Sure. And she probably spurred my interest in, in things paranormal as much as anybody did. Okay. Tell me more than how, the, how this continues on for you. Tell me, you know, uh, you know your, your, your mom had these experiences, your sister. Tell me more about some of yours experiences and how you fit into the picture with it. Well, um, outside of the fact that I was just kind of an observer at that point, I, you know, I never interacted with anything. Yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing bothered me. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were the occasional cold spots you just kind of run into in the house and it's like, where'd that come from? Sure. Um, the only other weird thing that happened to me, and I don't think it's connected to the hauntings, at mm -hmm. least not in a way that I can connect it was uh, once when I was probably about, I'm going to say again, about five years old. I know I was very little, uh, but I was in the backyard. I remember my sister was out there. I remember my mother was hanging up clothes on a clothesline. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was walking up towards the barn. We had horses at that time. 
and I was just kind of walking across the backyard up there, and suddenly I heard what sounded like the most beautiful music I've ever heard. It sounded like just thousands of voices, all in perfect harmony, and it seemed to be coming uh, out of the southern sky. It only lasted for a few seconds, but I mean, I just stopped dead in my tracks and was, what's that, you know? It's totally amazed. Sure. And uh, that was the only time I've ever experienced anything like that. But you know, it's something that really stuck with me. But I don't know that it was connected to the haunting. So uh-huh. it may have just been something else going on with me, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what when you're running through your mind of these experiences that you had uh, as a child, uh, you know, it, it obviously it varies quite a bit from what you're observing to what you're seeing and uh, the the events that take place before everybody. What, you know, what was going through your mind as a kid with, with this sort of stuff? Did everybody blame it on one thing or or did, you, did everybody kind of have their ideas on what was going on? No, I think everybody pretty much decided. I mean, they knew it was haunted. Yeah, sure. Uh, they weren't sure, I think. Uh, my mother was, you know, pretty well sure that the little little girl was somehow, you know, the main focal character in it all. Uh, looking back now, I'm not so sure that there weren't others. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it doesn't all seem to fit, uh, you know, the pattern of, say, a young child. Sure. Uh as particularly the heavy footsteps that we heard that those definitely were were male mm-hmm. and, and adult so um, you know looking back now i would I would say there were probably more haunting i mean more more things there rather than than just just one sure one spirit and it was an older house, so who knows you know what went on there before they bought it yeah i mean did did you feel at all like is the the thing everybody jumps to obviously is the idea that well whoever died here must be the one that's haunting it. Do you feel that it was um, your your dad's niece that that died? Oh, I think she had something to do with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I do believe that, um, but I don't believe she was the only entity there. Sure. Sure. And I don't know how much of it was residual. I don't know how much of it was. You know uh, what we would call, I guess, today an intelligent haunt. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it, it happened so long ago. And of course, the house is gone now. Yeah. Uh, we tore it down and, and built a new house in the kind of in the front yard um, in the late '60s. And mm-hmm. I think that house stood until about somewhere around the mid '70s, if I remember right. The only thing I really regret now is that uh, I didn't know anything about EVPs at the time. Sure. Uh, they were so, still new, I guess, in, in the field. And and I did have a tape recorder when I was in my early teens. And it's like, darn, I could have gone over there and, <laughs> and tried to get EVPs. You did <laughs> now, have the I potential. Yes, yes. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you... Um, do you all talk about it very, you know, calmly, like these things happen. Was there ever fear in the house of what was going on or was it just kind of a way of life? Um, no, I, I didn't feel any fear. It was just, it, it, it's something I just grew up with. Sure. Hope you enjoyed this 15 minute preview of one of this week's two brand new episodes of the grave talks to hear the rest and get new episodes every Monday and Tuesday, right in your podcast feed. 
Search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe or visit thegravetalks.com.